listening to Raising Perdition, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. This podcast is for anyone who wants more Supernatural content or anyone just starting the show. I'm Beth Brin. I'm Hannah Barrow. And I'm Abby Jo Morton. And we're your hosts. Let's jump in. Raising Perdition is intended for adult audiences, and our episodes may contain PG-13 and R-rated language. We advise listener discretion for discussions of violence, sexual assault, eating disorders, and other topics some listeners may find disturbing. We want to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. We're good. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce myself to the second episode. But so we I don't know. I think this is weird. I think speaking, I'm being weird. Spe- <laughs> speaking uh previously was Beth. This is Hannah. And we've got Abby Joe. Yeah. Back back with another episode of Supernatural. Yeah, I think uh, one thing we should say on the podcast, because I'm not sure if it was clear, is that Hannah and Abby Joe are sisters, and yes. their voices probably sound very similar. Um, I, Beth, am not their sister, though I was practically raised with them. Yes. So we do She's talk, an honorary. We talk similarly, but I don't think I sound like them. Right. When you hear smooth hickory, thank <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> and when you hear country hick, that's Abby Jo. <laughs> yep. If that's you all hear you someone who just is talking way too much and needs to calm down, you're hearing Beth. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that sometimes country hick also comes, comes out, out of my hickory. body. <laughs> yes. And the one so, who can't calm down. Yeah. So the, the, the more hyper she is, the more country it gets. So. Maybe it's a fun game. Can yeah. you decipher who is who? We are all from uh, near Nashville, Tennessee. So we, we got, well, raised. Well, pretty much. They're kind of from Texas. Kind of. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Just barely. All right. So we uh, are on our second episode. We got through the pilot. And so now we're on episode two. Hannah, how do we pronounce this episode? Um, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced <laughs> as they pronounce it in the show. Luckily. Okay. It's called Wendigo. I, I think that's right. I think there's like debate online on how to pronounce that word, Wendigo. Really? So. I, I know that there are two different spellings I was seeing. There's okay. the way they spell it in the show with an E, and then there's W-I-N-D-I-G-O. Mm-hmm. And then actually I saw a lot of different spellings that those I assume are pronounced entirely differently than this word but i i i was seeing it as wendigo Wendigo. sometimes when i look at it i'm like wendigo but i think that's just a weird spelling but yeah all right hannah so do you want to give us a little summary of the episode to get started yeah so Yes, as we said, this is episode two of season one, Wendigo. This was also written by Eric Kripke, just like the pilot, and it was also directed by David Nutter, just like the pilot. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? <laughs> okay, Beth, um, Beth was giving me a look that I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so the the writing is a little different. Um, it's, it was teleplayed by Eric Kripke, mm-hmm. so like it was outlined by him. Um, but the story was written by Ron... Millbauer and Terry Hughes Burton. So they took Eric Kripke's like, I don't know, outline and fleshed it out, I guess. Okay. When I read that, I thought it was the other way around. So I didn't do any deep, deep. I looked up what teleplay meant and it means a written blueprint of a TV show. So that makes sense. Okay. So it was blueprinted by Eric Kripke and yes. then written by those two people that Beth named earlier mm-hmm. that I definitely don't remember their names. Ron but. and Terry. Ron and Terry. <laughs> okay, so here's our little um, summary of this episode. One week after the events of the pilot, Sam and Dean follow the coordinates left in John's journal and land in the middle of the woods in Blackwater Ridge, Lost Creek, Colorado, where they investigate the disappearance of several campers. 
The brothers Winchester soon learn they are dealing with a Wendigo, a creature made famous in Native American legends. Dean and Sam meet Haley Collins, the sister of one of the missing campers, and find she's searching for her brother, Tommy. Dean and Sam accompany Haley, her younger brother, Ben, and their guide, Roy, to hunt the Wendigo. Haley and Dean are captured by the Wendigo, but Dean leaves a trail of M&Ms for Sam and Ben to follow. They rescue Tommy, and Dean shoots the Wendigo in the chest with a flare gun. They tell the police they were attacked by a bear. Dean jokes that he hates camping and promises Sam they will find their father. So that's kind of a whole... Nice. little TLDR. I, um, yeah. When I was doing a little bit of research about this one, this is, like, pertaining specifically to the show, the episode itself. Mm -hmm. Um... Y'all also might have found this, but I found that um, Eric Kripke had always said he really didn't like this episode because it was cheesy and it wasn't scary. Um, but then he rewatched it in 2018 and he was like, oh, I guess it's not horrible. It's scary, but the Wendigo still looks like pretty silly. But we get young Han Solo in it, which I thought was fun. The character, the guy who plays um, young Han Solo in Solo, a Star Wars story, um, plays Ben Collins. So it's a little like, yeah, he's, he's a bigger actor now, but he started, maybe that started out on Supernatural, but he played a role in Supernatural. So awesome. that's cool. fun. Supernatural has had so many people yeah. in it that that's like, if I see anyone that's ever been on Supernatural and anything else, I'm like, oh, they were in a Supernatural episode. Yeah, <laughs> Except for yes. apparently Corey Monteith, who I did not notice the first time or the <laughs> yeah. second time. Oh. But I did notice <laughs> it this time. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, was this the second time? But I realized no, this this after we third. talked about this it, we explicitly rewatch. spoke about it. <laughs> I was like, you still didn't look for him? You didn't even look up where he was? If you um, didn't notice, at least look it up. Do your research. Right. I know. Last week, we did mention um, the cringy, I think Beth mentioned, like, the cringy, um, like, commercials and, like, previews for it. Yeah. There is one at the beginning of this episode when you watch it on netflix like the previously on is very very cringy very um 2000s yeah 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 which like to think about the need for that now is kind of silly because people mostly just like binge watch television but back in the day back in 2005 it's been a whole week since you've watched it you're gonna need to it was just so funny because it was like the narrator voice, like two brothers looking for their father. And it was like just so funny because <laughs> you don't ever have that anymore. So Very dramatic. Yes, so dramatic. Scary is the new sexy. Yes. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Excuse it's me. So funny. <laughs> is it? I listened to the uh, Robin Rich supernatural then and thou then and now uh podcast that they're doing right now um and they had bob singer he was talking about the wendigo and he was like yeah i think it's kind of like the jaws effect like you don't see it and that's why it's kind of scary and then you see it and you're like oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh it kind of reminds me of the aliens from signs yes i have not thought about that movie Oh, I thought you were going to say you hadn't seen it. And I was like, of course I, I think about with, with you. <laughs> I think about that movie probably weekly. <laughs> I think about Joaquin Phoenix in that movie many times. So good. It but is a good movie. Yes, they did kind of look like that. Tall and skinny and mm-hmm. just like, like awkward. Yeah. yeah. Also, like the fact that they are like limbs. supposed to be once human. Like, uh, I don't know. Just like how, how did that? How did. How did they turn into that? Oh, no. (laughs) They're very large to be once human. Yes. They are. So do we we want to talk about our Wendigo lore, Abby, at this point? I guess you and I I both did some some searching. So um, Wendigos, uh, the term Wendigo refers to a creature in Native American lore. Uh, It's a Native American quote-unquote myth. Um, and certain Native American tribes believed human beings could be turned into or possessed by the spirit of a Wendigo if they engaged in cannibalism or if they were overpowered by greed, 
which I feel like yes. those two things are very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so. I also yeah. saw something that said if you spent enough time around a Wendigo, you could turn into a Wendigo. Why would you? I don't know. There was literally, I mean, it was like the tiniest little like line at at the bottom. And like there was no explanation. And I'm like, Mm. I feel like we need to know. Yeah. I have questions about that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, But basically a Wendigo, just like a little bit deeper into that, is a malevolent or uh, evil spirit. And it possesses human beings. um, And it invokes even more so feelings of just like, insatiable hunger or greed um and it gives people even more of a desire to cannibalize other humans (laughs) um and it also makes them able to murder people so sometimes someone has the desire to partake in cannibalism (laughs) but they wouldn't do so and then uh, the wendigo spirit possesses them and then they do they do do so they do do Um, (laughs) they do they do do it they be doing it they yeah they do it (laughs) Um, but the, the concept originated in like Canada, the East coast of Canada. So in the episode, Dean at one point says like, we're too far West for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of why, um, and the great plains in the U S and then the great lakes region of both Mm. the U S and Canada. So like, those are where our native American tribes were that kind of, and the the Wendigo. Yeah, they did get that right. (laughs) And the Wendigo is associated with winter. Mm. So like coldness, famine, starvation which i guess is where the cannibalism comes from but and it comes every 23 years i thought that was interesting i don't i didn't know what that number really symbolized me either and i couldn't find anything of what that number symbolized but because they they hibernate and save their food but i couldn't figure out why in this episode the wendigo took so many people Mm -hmm. like it just seemed like a random number but yeah I i don't know um uh, I found so many random things. So <clears throat> there's also something called Wendigo psychosis, mm-hmm. which is a culture-bound disorder. So um, it mostly applies to people in, like, Native American tribes and stuff who believe in the Wendigo. Um, and basically it's the desire – This is I'm reading this, so if it sounds like I'm reading it, that's because I am um, – <laughs> the desire and uncontrollable craving to eat human flesh even when other food is nearby. Um, and, like, the desire to eat human flesh is the main thing of this psychosis. Um, and in the 60s, there were 70 cases Jeez. of the disease in um, the Algonquian tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the treatment was, like <laughs> – Either um, they would ingest fatty animal meats or they would drink animal grease um, or they would just have to kill them. And that was the only way to cure them. And, and a lot of times from what I was reading, they just did that first because they didn't want to deal with it. Um, right. But now some people who think they have Wendigo psychosis do go to like medical psychiatric doctors and get um, like antipsychotics. So and that is helpful. I wasn't like finding anything specific about like if it was related to other mental disorders but I thought it was really interesting um yeah that it's like it's it's more than just a spirit it's Mm -hmm. like a psychosis as well um that is interesting yeah I had never heard of that before yeah and they don't really touch on anything like no no episode so no um I also found that in some in some beliefs that if you even say the Wendigo's name out loud, like the word Wendigo or write the name down, it could get their attention, which is like that freaks me terrifying. Out. <laughs> As someone who's recording a podcast and has said the word and written it down, that is very yes. scary. I know. I don't know how many times in my notes I have the word Wendigo written. I saw a TikTok like, yeah, and someone was saying Wendy Bagel to like get the point across. They're like, y'all need to be saying it. And I'm just like, oh, maybe from now on like we I say should- that instead the, the creature <laughs> no. yes the w creature um, um i also I, have one more thing about them sorry okay, it's no, just fine. um i thought this one was the most interesting in just like who who decided this um but they the creatures can mate with other creatures of their type as well as humans werewolves and demons they can mate with pretty much just about anything um, and almost always the child will inherit the curse of yeah. the creature, except for when they mate with humans. And then there's only a 50, 50 chance that they 
will so, be cursed. So if it's a werewolf, they'll be the creature, but not a werewolf. Or will they'll, they be like a hybrid? I think they'll be a hybrid. I think oh, it'll okay. be a double W. Yeah, A double W. A dub dub. Um, yeah, a dub dub, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that I was like, why on earth would they mate with all these different kinds of right. creatures? I'm like, is it is this consensual mating or I don't know if it I, has to be. Yeah, I know, but well, I, I just want to know I mean, if is there a human being that's no, willingly going oh, to mate not. with the God, W? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, because that would be horrifying for them. Singular yeah. W. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not the WW. The dub dub is a totally different beast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was all the stuff I had about a. You know what? Yeah. A you the know one who. other thing I have, I think I'll wait until we get to the part that's different in the episode. So. Okay. No problem. Okay, mm. so I guess we'll just start off with uh, the opening scene, the first five minutes, where. Someone's going to die always in Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first note was, imagine camping there specifically. Like, it's a trek. Like, the whole time yeah. people have been describing it as, like, you know, they, it takes days and it's so rugged. And then imagine going there and you're playing Nintendo DS. The, yeah. <laughs> my note was also about the DS. Um, it's so old. <laughs> I just oh. wrote OMG the DS. Yeah, oh my I gosh, me too. DS I literally light. Like that yes. was the first gen. You know, that was the first yes. one. That's um, so funny. But I thought it was really funny that they were in the tent just like playing on their Nintendo. Also, I don't know if it's just me, but I was like, oh, they're all in separate tents. Like they're all uh, in different tents, right? <laughs> How many people are one. there? I only There's saw three. three. Okay. We know There's why they can't share a tent. Yeah, that's gay. Because that's gay. There's yeah. Tommy, Brad, and Corey Monteith. And Corey. Gary. 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 Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember it, Corey It Monteith's sounded like name. they were either all siblings or a couple, or like a thruple, I guess. There's Tommy, Brad, and Corey Monteith. <laughs> um, otherwise known as Gary. Yes. Gary, okay. Um, Gary Monteith. <laughs> Um, I just thought it was really funny when you hear the, you know what, and I know I don't want to say it now. Um, you hear the the creature attack Brad, and you just hear Gary go, Brad. <laughs> it reminded me, and I was gonna, I don't know, you can't like post this in the podcast, but it reminded me of that TikTok of the fish. Brad, 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 no, Brad. <laughs> Yes, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because, first of all, it was so loud and, like, very obviously something awful happened. So why are you just yelling his name? Like, Brad? Brad? <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> if you notice that Tommy, who is not on his Nintendo, he's, you know, studious or, like, not necessarily studious, but he's just not wasting his brain on technology in the woods. Um, he's reading a book. Did you guys see what book it was? No. I'm going to tell you if you don't know. I read about it, but I can't remember what it yeah. was now. So. Um, it's a copy of Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Um, and Eric Kripke has confirmed more than once that his writing is influenced on um, this thing called The Hero's Journey, which... Uh, Joseph Campbell's like books are like the outline to what a hero's journey is. I believe so. I have done a lot of research on that for a class that I had. I think mm -hmm. I had to like watch it and like you didn't do, do papers on it and stuff. You, you didn't retain it. Well, Joseph Campbell, <laughs> Hero's Journey. That I remember Sounds that. It's familiar. in the noggin. It's it, in the noggin. It is recognizable. <laughs> but yeah, so it was like a little nod to the hero's journey from the beginning. Nice. Red. I did have a little trivia question that I meant to ask that you guys, you you people, have probably already read. Um, but it's just a fun one. So um, there is a Stephen King novel that's influenced by the legends of this creature. Have you all seen this yes. already? I oh, yes. Know. Okay, Abby, no? Okay, cool. Abby, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> which, which novel was based on the legends of our 
creature of this episode was it the w was it um pet cemetery if it bleeds or cujo i don't know what if it bleeds is so if it's that one eliminate that one no just eliminate it i'll tell you it's not okay (laughs) is it cujo it is not Cujo. Oh, <laughs> yay! Pet Cemetery. Yes, Pet Cemetery was based or influenced by the legends of the W. Yes. <laughs> Fun little fact is the next thing we see um, Sam and Dean in the car, and Sam's dreaming. Yes. Mm, the okay. Dream. Well, Sam's dream. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um. So I um had a question about this so we see him dreaming about how jessica is not he's like at her grave yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then her hand her hand reaches up which is like a throwback to carrie Mm -hmm. the movie um yes yes um so i i just i just have a curiosity if anybody thinks like so he feels guilty about jess dying because he says i should have told you what i did um Mm -hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Like him feeling that way and thinking, like, would it have made a difference if 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 she knew? Um, I don't think it would have made um, any difference. I have watched the entire show though, so like, I'm kind of biased in thinking that because of events that will happen. But no, yeah, I don't think it would make a difference. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I am only on episode two, so I don't know what John was doing before you know it happened to mary but as of right now where i'm at it we don't know that he was doing anything he was in the marines right Mm -hmm. so like we don't know that he was doing anything with all of this lore and stuff like that so i don't think it would have made a difference for dean for her to know or not know yeah then she, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, Dean from. It's Gilmore because Girls. Of, it happened yeah. to me at the beginning too. You'll get over it. <laughs> I will. You'll, You're right. you'll spend enough time with these boys that you'll. Dean will become that Dean. Dean yeah. And Sam will just become Jared. Yeah. <laughs> That's just all there is. But yeah, um, I agree. I don't think. I don't think if he had told her, it would have made a lick of different. A lick of a difference. A lick of a diff. <laughs> a lick of a diff. It would have made a lift if he told her. <laughs> I also oh. just thought it was funny in that first scene. I feel like it's such a, like, quirky girl, or, like, the scene with him at her grave, to say, like, you said that roses are lame, so I brought you these. I'm like, yeah, every girl. In yeah, 2005. Yeah, yeah. every roses girl in every. Lame. No, roses are great. Rose, roses are beautiful. <laughs> I just showed my rose tattoo. No one, <laughs> you can't see that, but I showed it, and it's gorgeous. Showing the one on my back. I do not have any rose tattoos or tattoos, so I can't show my rose tattoo. But um, you like roses. But you I like do. them. As I a concept. Like As a concept, they're very neat. <laughs> I think it's very like she is not like other girls. In yeah, very quirky girl. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's really important to emphasize like Sam's guilt in general. Like both of these boys deal with this, but Sam, like is motivated by this guilt right now and he's seeking revenge for it but like it's like his only it's it's what's consuming everything about him is this right guilt that jessica has died um i don't think i mentioned this uh last week which is odd but um like jessica's character was fridged like for all like do we all know what fridged means no no i mean i should explain it anyways for the podcast, but um, Fridge is when a female character is killed only to motivate the plot of a man. Okay. Like their whole character exists just to motivate the man, which is completely Jessica. Um, she had no point than other to get Sam back to hunting. Hun- hunting. Um, hunting. <laughs> I was talking too long without breathing. Mm. Um, gets us all so also a fun quote unquote fact um eric kripke has an ex-girlfriend named jessica and that is why jessica is burning on the ceiling is because um that's why her name's jessica and all that is because it's him taking out frustrations for his ex-relationship 
and that's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I don't like oh, that. that I would sense. hate to be Jessica in real life and see yourself yeah. burning on the ceiling. So, um, At least ever, <laughs> that's what he thinks about you. If you ever consume any media by Eric Kripke and you see a character named Jessica, look out. Man, she messed she, him up. She, she's probably not going last. <laughs> she that's did not do so him right. Sad. No, she or he just could not know. accept whatever happened. But I don't know. Eric, buddy, move on. Yeah, therapy. get over it. <laughs> Have you heard of therapy, Eric Kripke? <laughs> He's like, Sam and Dean don't need it. Why would why would yeah. I? <laughs> Highly recommend. Also, did anyone notice the dates on Jessica's gravestone? No, no, I literally looked so much at that scene, and I still missed it. So Jessica was born uh, January 24th, which is also Dean's birthday. So that's kind of uh, weird. Like, why did they – I just don't understand the choice to make them both. But So that's cool. She's younger than Dean. I think she's, like, right. a, a 1984 or 5, something like that. She's, like, around um, Sam's age, theoretically. I, I think she was, like, a year younger or something like that. Um and she died on November 2nd, which was the day Mary died also, oh. which is uh, Sam's half birthday. Yeah. Also Mary's the day the Cubs won the World Series <laughs> in 2016. Yeah. Well, in 2005, <laughs> I had no idea yet. <laughs> no. You got another thing coming. Um, so I thought that was interesting that both of Jessica's uh, – birth and death dates are significant to other characters in the story. So then after we see this vision of Sam or dream of Sam's, um, he wakes up in the Impala and Dean is like giving him some side eye, like you good? Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have in my notes, Sam is going through it. I thought that it was funny that cause Dean is, clearly caring about him and knows that something is wrong. And so his go-to is, do you want to drive my car? <laughs> it's Cause special. he's like, that makes me feel better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dean says to Sam, he says, um, when were you, when, since when were you a shoot first, ask questions later type of person, I which is something similar to that. So it's, it's like alluding to Haley, but, um, technically before we meet her. So, yeah. okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, it's like um, we talked about that last week, too, about how apparently that like is not his personality at all, even though that's kind of what he does in the pilot. He kind of just takes initiative and drives her into the house. So but it's like not something he um, would normally do. It's like not a normal characteristic of his. And so it's kind of interesting to now see where we questioned it last week. Dean's now questioning it. And he's like, wait, this isn't like you since when have you been like this? So Dean's like, you good? Yeah, you sure? <laughs> Is this the same Sammy that I know? The one who's <laughs> calm and thinks things through? College, educated? You know? Right. Um, my my uh, note before meeting Haley, I don't remember the park ranger's name. Um, but Mr. I, Wilkinson, I believe. Mr. Wilkinson. I think it's park, Wilkinson. Park ranger <laughs> Wilkinson. Um, you would remember that. <laughs> I really need to start writing those things down. Um, I have that he's like just casually dismissing Haley's fears to these boys. He's like, I told that girl that she's got nothing to worry about. And like when we meet Haley later on, we see like all the reasons which are extremely valid. Like he has this satellite phone thing like to make sure he has service he always sends in videos and pictures and he hasn't done that for three days and he does it every single day and people are like i'm sure he's just busy like why are we just dismissing her because she's a woman and she's also not panicky when we meet her like she's not like oh my god my brother my brother she's like very calm and like we have to find him because something is wrong so they're like yeah he's just being the way he's a girl the way he described her like you would be expecting some hysterical woman yeah that's just like my brother is missing and no one will listen which is like fair that's exactly what's happening but like you just expect her to be a little bit more weepy about it and she's not right so my note about Haley is not my note about them meeting Haley is not much. Again, it's probably something you guys have already seen because you did your own research. But he shows her his fake uh, Ranger's ID, 
Dean. Mm-hmm. Dean does. And mm-hmm. he says his name is Dean. <laughs> But the ID says Samuel Cole on it, which is like, first of all, you should be a better liar if you're going to do this. But also, Samuel Cole is the name of a colonist who came to Boston in the 1600s. So just like an interesting like name yeah. choice. They could have chosen anything and they chose Samuel Cole. It's not even a like pop um, popular culture reference. It's yeah, just like, like it usually is. Right. It's just like, oh. A colonist from 1634. Okay. I think it's always, like, funny, like, Samuel, like, that Sam's name. Yeah, that's his brother's name. (laughs) That's true. That as well. But, yeah, he's like, my name's Dean. And then he holds up an ID that says Samuel. And 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 she's like, come in. She looks at it. Yeah, she looks at it. She's (laughs) She's like, like, oh, yeah. Okay. When they, they are talking to Haley, I have, like, Haley knows that her brother is missing. And she is tired of people questioning it. And she's going to get it done herself. She's going to yeah. find her brother on her own. Um, hashtag girl boss. Yeah. She's like, maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I ain't wasting my time anymore. Yeah. Like, he's missing. And I've got to find him. Yeah. Now, um, granted, from our point of view, that's dumb. But <laughs> she doesn't know that. I guess one thing, I don't have it written down. But we start to see how they're kind of trying to parallel Haley's relationships with her brothers, with Dean's relationship with Sam. Because they really try to connect Dean and Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they bond over having to protect their younger brother. Hers. Brother or brothers. So I think we yeah. get the first little. Like when she mentions that. that they don't have parents. Like their mm-hmm. parents are gone and it's just them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yes. also kind of like a contrast. Because she's like, you know, our parents are gone. We don't, you know, break contact. Like we're always in contact. We make sure we know where each other's at. And then. Dean and Sam are just coming out of this like two or three year hiatus where they haven't talked at all. Like they didn't even know what the other one was doing. So a little bit of contrast right there. Yeah. Yeah. They go to that bar very briefly. Oh yeah. um, Which is when he talks about all the research he's done. That's the only note I have is that um, Sam's the one that did all the research and he's telling Dean because um, later on in the show, we'll see that like Dean hates research. And Sam is always doing the research. And he always yeah. has his laptop. And he always has Wi-Fi. Always. <laughs> in Even in the car. In the car in the middle of nowhere, he has Wi-Fi. In 2005. I don't know if there were hotspots in 2005. There wasn't even so. an iPhone in 2005. Yeah. So. So I'm not so sure. But I think that's fake. Yeah. Sam is faking it. <laughs> he is. He's just, he has this all like downloaded on his computer. And he just, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he, he, maybe this whole time he he was saving articles. Yeah. (laughs) Like while he was in college, he was like, just in case. Um, I don't know. I'm out of the life, but if I need to look up things about Wendigo. Beth. (laughs) Oh no. That was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh no. (laughs) What have you done? Before they hike, they do go see the one lone survivor who was a child. Um, and we find out that the W um, broke into their cabin, like it, but didn't break, like unlocked the lock, didn't mm-hmm. break the door down, didn't break a window, um, and left a very distinctive claw mark on his body that he still has the scars from. Um, and to like, when I watched that scene, I thought that Dean knew like immediately that it was um, this sort of creature. But then when they get out of there, he's like, I don't know, like maybe a skinwalker or a black a, dog. A black dog. Yeah, I yeah. wrote yeah. stuff down about those. That was a trivia question I had. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. So we do actually see a skinwalker later in the show. But mm-hmm. Abby wouldn't have seen that yet. Mm-mm. And then um, we te- we kind of see a black dog, but they don't. it's not called a black dog. It's called a hellhound. Um, okay. but, um, I was going to see I, if Abby had any ideas of what she thought a skinwalker and a black dog might be. Ow. Sorry. My cat keeps calling me. <laughs> no. Um, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was weird that he said big black dog or whatever he said, but and that what he said? Something like that? I, maybe. I don't think he's as dog. Big. Dog. He's just just to make sure dog. that was very clear to dog. <laughs> um, but I don't really know if I have any. I don't know. It could. I don't. Nothing supernatural that comes to mind. 
Okay. Nothing like. Well, yeah. sh- is, is it okay for me to say what they are, even though they come up yeah. later in the show? Like, it's not yeah. giving it away necessarily. Like, they are real. They're things in supernatural like the lore. lore. About, like, Skinwalker right. lore is very real. Or, like, it's a real thing yeah. in our world. Yeah. Yeah. So, a black dog is a supernatural or um, demonic entity uh, with big red glowing or yellow eyes and it is associated with the devil so a hellhound which we see a lot of later um they become pretty important we don't see a lot of the hellhounds i guess (laughs) thank god um but yeah and then a skinwalker is a type of witch who has the ability to turn into or um from what I was reading in the like actual lore, possess or disguise themselves as an animal. This sort of creature. But then when they get out of there, he's like, I don't know, like maybe a skinwalker or a black a, dog. A black dog. Yeah, I yeah. wrote yeah. stuff down about those. That was a trivia question I had. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. So we do actually see a skinwalker later in the show. But mm-hmm. Abby wouldn't have seen that yet. Mm-mm. And then um, we te- we kind of see... A black dog, but they don't. It's not called a black dog. It's called a hellhound. Um, oh, okay. But um, I was gonna see I, if Abby had any ideas of what she thought a skinwalker and a black dog might be. Oh, sorry, my cat keeps calling me. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't know. I thought it was weird that he said big black dog or whatever he said, but. Isn't that what he said? Something like that? I, maybe. I don't think he's a dog. Big. Dog. He's just just to make sure dog. that was very clear to dog. <laughs> um, but I don't really know if I have any. I don't know. It could. I don't. Nothing supernatural that comes to mind. Okay. Nothing like. Bullshit. Yeah. Is, is it okay for me to say what they are, even though they come up yeah. later in the show? Like, it's not yeah. giving it away necessarily. Like. They are real. They're things in supernatural like the lore. lore about like Skinwalker right. lore is very real, or like it's a real thing yeah. in our world. Yeah, yeah. So a black dog is a supernatural or um, demonic entity uh, with big red, glowing or yellow eyes, and it is associated with the devil. So a hellhound, which mm. we see a lot of later. Um, yeah. They become well, pretty important. We don't see plot. a lot of the hellhounds, I guess. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And then a skinwalker is a type of witch who has the ability to turn into or, um, from what I was reading in the, like, actual lore, possess or disguise themselves as an animal. Yeah. So, like, a person could pretend to be a dog and go around being a dog and then turn back into a human. So that's what Skinwalker is. Just kind of interesting that he thought hmm. that those might be what it what it could have been. I have um, like a point about Dean and Sam's relationship because Sam talks about it being corporeal mm-hmm. and Dean immediately um, says corporeal, excuse me, professor, mm-hmm. um, which I think is alluding to the fact that Dean is maybe a little insecure about Sam being more educated than him. Yeah. Um, I think he's always, like, known Sam as smart, and I'm sure he's always supported him from afar. Um, But I think he's a little insecure about it. But then he immediately uses the word corporeal in the next sentence. So he's like, I've learned a new word, and I'm going to add it to my vocabulary. The first of a theme of Dean learning a new word and then immediately using it, and he's very proud of himself because he's like, Yes. I'm smart because he is smart, but he just yes. didn't know those things already. So, mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like he knew what corporeal meant, but he just hadn't really heard it in like just casual conversation. And so when right. Sam used it, it kind of gives him permission to say bigger words, you know? Yeah. So. Sweet. And then we see them start the uh, hike with mm-hmm. um, Haley and Ben and Roy. Good and then, Roy. of course, yes, good old. Good old Roy. He is just a guy's guy. Um, And then we see, of course, Sam and Dean. Um, The only note, no, not the only note, a note that I have from this, the first one I wrote, um, Haley's like, "Um, you're wearing pants for a hike. And to me, pants seem like a better option than the short shorts she's wearing. (laughs) Just, you know, for the sake of 
ticks and yeah. things that might scratch you. I was like, I'm not so sure that either of you are 100% right, but. And Sam doesn't care about any of that. Sam uh, wants to tell them that monsters are real, get them out of there and go find dad. Yeah. He does not care about Tommy being lost. Um, he's like lost cause, you know, like mark it down as a loss. We're just moving on from that. Get them out of here. We need to find dad and they don't need to go in those woods. Um, and Dean's like, dude, like, what is wrong with you? Like we, like last week I said, like, Dean's always very focused on saving people. Like, I think that really motivates him. Um, so they go hiking. Dean tells basically Sam to get over it through his body language. Um, Haley is very suspicious of them. And Roy's a big jerk. Roy is testing Dean's so limits. Uh, and we see Dean, um, his first like instance of issues with authority. Yeah. It's really interesting because for someone who follows John Winchester's word as law, anyone else who tries to tell Dean what to do is, he's not gonna. Yeah. Almost out of spite. He's gonna just do the opposite. Right. Yeah. Um, also, he calls Haley sweetheart. Ew. And, I that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and it's not like necessarily like a bad way. Like he, he's not being like super derogatory, like saying sweetheart. Um, and she doesn't really go one way or the other. And I'm like, to be fair, if Dean Winchester or Jensen Ackles called me sweetheart, I would allow it. Um, yeah. In any true. context. Um, I would encourage it even. But when I'm looking at the show, <laughs> when I'm looking at the show a little bit more critically, uh, Dean using this language to just be like, sweetheart, like, is he going to call Roy sweetheart or Ben? No. Like, why is he calling Haley sweetheart? Right. So in the, in the hike, mm-hmm. Roy's being Roy and Dean's being Dean, just boys being boys. Um, and... <laughs> Um, Dean almost steps into a bear trap and Roy's like, there's a bear trap. Um, it's like a whole ordeal. What you doing, Roy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but my question is like, is, would, would that really be accurate? I feel like Dean would be more aware of his surroundings than that. Um, like, what did I write? He's, he's really observant and he's trained by his dad to be aware of all possible threats at all times. I mean, like, he's see, always on edge. Yes, like, we see later when they get to the campsite, like, he notices, like, the bodies were dragged, and here's where the trail stops. Like, he's looking at the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I so, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm guessing the bear trap thing is just because he's, like, he's bothered by Roy, and he's mm-hmm. trying to, like, show that he's manly and smart and stuff, right. and he mm-hmm. just doesn't notice. It's kind of and like he needs he, to be humbled a little. He's yeah. distracted because he's trying to prove that he's in charge and not Roy. Right, yeah. 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 And then in that, Roy proves that he's in charge because he's like, hey, don't step in this bear trap. And yeah, maybe yeah. we should have let him. Maybe we should have let him step in the bear trap. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he needed. Dean uh, bonds with Haley because he's like, because she's like, calls him out. Like, you're yeah. not, you're not who you say, say you are. Like, who are you? And tell me now. Which I'm really glad that she like calls him out because. Dean Winchester could be called out more and it would be beneficial for him. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, trust me, like this is a, the most honest I've ever been with a m- woman. And I'm like, that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's concerning as a 26 year old man. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm just looking for my father. That's the most honest I've ever been. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what? The bare what? minimum. Yeah. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. What all have you lied about before? Cause how sad. Sam and Roy get into it next and Sam is just about to like, cause they find the campsite mm-hmm. and Roy's like, it was a grizzly for sure. Um, and Sam is just so impatient. He has no patience for these people. And Dean's like, dude, you've got to chill out. Yeah. And Dean stops like a fight between Roy and Sam. Like, I feel like Sam was going to throw a punch eventually. For he's so, sure. He's so angry. Um, and Dean like physically removes him from Roy because he can tell that like Sam's reaching some boiling point. And so like D like like Sam is just about to like scream out like, have you ever hunted a win? And then Dean's like pushes him back and like, no, like you need to stop. But then like immediately after they're like 
monsters are real. <laughs> and they all handle all of that information very well. Except Roy. Roy's Except, like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, obviously, Roy's going to, like, not believe them. But, like, Haley and Ben, they're, like, not freaking out. They're like, they're that not, makes sense. They're like, okay. They're like, it's not supposed to be real. And they're like, well, it is. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, Fair enough. I know. I just, I don't know. Also, the like, fact that people believe these strangers. Like, okay. Yeah. It's real. I believe yeah. you. First of all, like, they already lied to them once, and she and Haley knows that. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they just have such trusting eyes. They do. In my notes, I have because they are trying to protect themselves. Um, they have Anna Sazi. Yes. Yeah. If I'm saying that correctly, um, symbols, which I think I heard in like the Then and Now podcast, like those are just like a random set of symbols from like a different culture and so it's like i don't think those would really interesting work. i didn't look that up i should have I, I, I don't i didn't actually look it up either so it could be fake news um but i feel like that is just like a sign of the times to be like all native culture is the same these symbols will work for this it doesn't right. matter yeah um yeah. and then roy is just in the background while Dean's drawing in the dirt, being a skeptic. I've been impressing. Yeah. Yeah, this is like right when he starts, like after he does it, he like kind of corners Sam and like sits him down. And I think this is one of our first instances where we see Dean parenting Sam. Um, we know that John has been absent often in their lives uh, from the pilot. Like Sam was like, he'll show back up eventually. And um, so he's kind of an absent father. And so who was left to raise Sam? It was Dean. Um, Dean's like talking him through his emotions like I would, um, like a two or three year old that I work with every day. Like he's like, I'm usually the powder keg and, um, or the belligerent one, like what's going on with you? Um, So I just think it's interesting that we see Dean parenting Sam still at this age after they've been apart for two or three years. So when they're explaining our creature to Haley and Ben. Um, Dean uses the term Indian. I have that written down as well. Yeah. No, not, does he really? Not great. He, does. he does. And it's the only time I think it's said in the whole episode. But yeah, I mean, again, this is something it's, we said we would touch on. 2005 was mm-hmm. not, a, It's a, it was a different time than 2022. And now we're more like considerate of other people and try to use correct terminology and be politically correct. And um, most of us, I feel, try to not offend others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in 2005, a lot of us just weren't aware of those kinds of things. Like, very I mean, we were 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, very, yeah. Not that those people weren't telling us. We just didn't have access, especially, like, when we think of ourselves personally in 2005. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in the fifth grade. So I had no access to, like, know. Um, right. That to do was, your research. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as but, as a especially Dean as a white man, mm-hmm. he he would have had to do his research on his own probably, mm-hmm. and he didn't of course, and mm-hmm. so he said the word Indian. I think if it were made now, they probably wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. No, I so agree. yeah, definitely not not an okay thing to say. But I think it's the the only the only utterance in the whole episode. Yeah, yeah it really ages it. the show, like more definitely. than the effects, more than the silly looking technology i think using term- terminology like that is what really ages the show sam gets to the point of his anger and it's because john was never there john was never trying to uh have them find him and sam is pissed about that um and he asked the question uh why why can't he just call us why can't he just be normal basically like a normal yeah. dad and Dean, uh, I have like the symbolism. He takes the journal, which we talked about in the last episode, which is very important. It's like passing the t- t- baton, baton, <laughs> the baton, um, and is entrusting his knowledge and um, quote his single most valuable possession to Dean and Sam. Um, and he puts his hand on it like a Bible. Yeah. And I think that that's really important symbolism because it's, it, that is the Winchester Bible, um, specifically for Dean and Sam and mostly Dean who idolizes his father like a God. 
That is interesting. And, like, not just that he, like, he, he does see his father as a god. Like, he's the most <laughs> important person in the world to him. Absolutely. But um, that, like, everything in that is truth to him. Like, because it's all things that are tangible, that he mm-hmm. can prove, which is mm-hmm. so wild. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. right? it's supernatural things that to us, that's not the case. But that's how a lot of people, like, um, uh, that's how a lot of people think about the Bible is as truth yes. and as uh, fact and literal. And mm-hmm. so that's how Dean. This sees. is Dean's faith. Yeah. Which is really, it is an interesting parallel, especially to what we see in the show later is that like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was his faith. This is all he knew. Mm-hmm. And this is what his dad taught him to be truth. So we get the, one of the like most iconic lines in supernatural from Dean in this moment as well. Um, where he's talking about he's passed it on to us. Um, I think he wants us to pick up where he left off, you know, saving people, hunting things, the family business. Um, that's one of the most iconic lines of the whole series. Uh, some, I think it sums up Dean and his, like, goals and morality uh, to a T. And he puts saving people first, hunting things second, Yeah. the family business. Yeah, so they... Kind of split up. Roy is Roy, and he's like, I can take it. It's a bear. I hit it. I hit he, it. He shoots, and he's like, I hit it. And then he runs, and they're like, no. And then he disappears. Wonder what happened to him. Where'd he go? Where'd he, we can't find him. Oh, man. There goes Roy. Yeah. Too Roy's, bad. Maybe Roy is fine. He's just, you know, being Roy. Yep. We don't know yet. Just Roy being Roy. And then they just follow the very obvious uh, trail that Sam points out right before the W attacks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, also, is that right there where um, Sam, like, uses Dean's words that he said earlier? And he was like, someone said, like, what are we going to do? And he was like, we're going to kill the, the evil son of, yeah, I for one am going to kill the evil son of a bitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what Dean had no. just said whenever he was having his talk with him that he was going yeah. to... They were just going to kill some evil sons of bitches, and now he's going he's gonna to do mm-hmm. it. And yeah. then Dean and uh, Haley get taken, which I think is interesting that it's the two oldest siblings that get taken and leave Sam and Ben, and then uh, Ben finds his little Eminem trail. Yes, and they don't give Dean enough credit for how smart that is. That's so smart. Also, like, how did he, like, ration it to have enough to get to the place? Because, right. like, it's... Really how, fast. Also, how was the creature holding him? Like, <laughs> I so many questions. Like, Hang on. <laughs> Can I drop these? Yeah. These are too heavy. Um, I also have. Manchester Stan is. I'm really gonna. I'm gonna case. defend yeah. my baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have that it kind of shows. Um, because Beth, you had talked about in the last podcast episode how um. Sam is, like, supposed to be the main character. And mm-hmm. so in both of these, with um, both of the first two episodes, Dean goes away somehow. You know, he gets, like, compromised, and mm-hmm. Sam has to, like, save him. You see the warning, do not enter, and then they immediately go in. Like, obviously, they're going to go save their yeah. their family, but, like, I just think that that's funny when anyone <laughs> sees a sign and just completely disregards it and just... Sam makes, like, the, like, huh face and just walks in i also thought it was really funny that they're trying to be so stealthy and quiet and then they immediately fall and make so much noise yes it's very funny also how convenient of them to fall (laughs) yeah they just they fell fell right down to them right to where they were being held prisoner it's almost as if it was planned (laughs) i would be very embarrassed but i fell yeah i probably wouldn't even notice the skull (laughs) i would just stand up and be like do you think the the w saw that wasn't that a cute little fall i just did do you think dean saw (laughs) oh my gosh so we find that they can't outrun the creature and sam and dean give their little look to like communicate and they're like you thinking what i'm thinking and they're like yeah and so they're going to split up, and one of them's going to be bait. Haley's like, where are you going? And Dean is like, wink. I also love Dean yelling at it. I taste good. That's yeah. what he says. You I want some white meat? 
He goes, channel time, you freaking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, but the W instead ignores all of Dean's obvious cries of attention and <laughs> goes after the group. And we see its freaky little face for the first time. And mm-hmm. hair. And hair. I don't I don't like it, personally. It looks I, like it's been torched before. <laughs> yeah, it, it's already been through a lot. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and Sam tries to hit it with a flare gun and misses. Yeah. Oh, no. What are they going to do? But thank goodness Dean comes around the corner and he does uh, successfully shoot the W. So they save the day. They get out of the uh, toxic mine. We see that it's Sam and Ben who's talking to the police officers that are like to give their account. I think that's interesting because Dean notes later on in this season that like Sam can just get people to believe him with his little quote like puppy dog look. So it's like, of course, Sam's the one that's, you know, like this is what happened. And then I think it's interesting that it's Ben and not Haley. Because, like, even though Ben's younger, Haley's a girl. Right. And so are we going to believe her? Right. While Ben and Sam are talking to the police officers, Haley and Dean are having their little moment. Um, and she's asked Dean, like, she doesn't know how she could ever repay him. And Dean gets a silly little smirk. And she's like, must you cheapen the moment? And he's joking. <laughs> And yeah. I think he, know, he knows he's being kind of ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, of course I have to. Um, and she kisses him on the cheek. And I just wish she hadn't. Same. <laughs> if I had the opportunity to kiss Dean Winchester slash Jensen Ackles on the cheek, I would definitely take it. So I get it. But for the story writing, I wish that they hadn't written that in. So after they talk to the police and Haley kisses him on the cheek, she gets in the ambulance and they drive away. And so we have our little uh, bromit, which is the brother moment near the car which happens in almost every single episode and um dean promises sam like you know we're gonna find dad and sam's like yeah i know or something like that but he's like but i'm driving Mm -hmm. and i'm so surprised that dean let him drive like i know he offered it at the beginning but but he seems like he's in better spirits now so there's no reason for him to drive yeah you're fine now i would have loved if dean said that I, you don't need to drive. You're happy. You're, you're fine. We killed it. And you're I need now. to drive. I'm not happy. I'm never happy. But I thought it was really funny that they drive away. It's nighttime. Then the next shot is it's daytime. And Sam is clearly in the passenger seat. Because <laughs> I can tell by his little bulk of haircut. Like, I can tell that, like, this... And if it's not Sam and it's just like a double, like they put in the cars, like the dude, like the shot. I don't know how they film those. Um, but Sam is not driving in the the next mm-hmm. shot. And then the show's just over. And so I'm like, so he didn't drive for long. No. He, <laughs> he drove until they got, daylight. And then they got like an hour down the road. And Dean was like, ah, oh, man, we need gas. Because you know that car, they have to fill up that car constantly. Um, and then when they got gas, Dean was like, and it's my turn to drive yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the episode. Um, What's the next episode called? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Uh, Lost Water or something like that. No, it's... Uh, oh. Is it just Lost in the Water? Is that what you just said? Dead in the Water. Dead, Dead in, the water. in the Water. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this one. Uh, I think just like anything with water really... It freaks you out. I'm not... Especially like lakes or mm-hmm. something like that. Not a, not a big fan. Next week we're going to be uh, watching and uh, getting our thoughts and feelings about Dead in the Water. Thank you for listening to us talk about the W. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, hopefully soon. I think they should be on there. And Amazon um, Music Podcast. Amazon I don't know what... Amazon Music. Amazon yeah. Music, yeah. Um and it is helpful to us to be able to see how many people are listening and enjoying. If you download our podcast on whichever platform you choose to listen to. And then also, if you're trying to find more content about our podcast on Twitter, it's at SPN underscore RP podcast. Um, and everywhere else, so Twitter, not Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, it's at Raising Perdition. Um, 
And on Twitter, it, our name is Raising Perdition, so if you type it in, you should be able to find it if you don't get the at, because the at is kind of weird, because um, Raising Perdition was too many letters. Um, but follow us on TikTok, follow us on um, Instagram, Twitter, we'll be um, posting on there. On TikTok, we post little uh, um, previews of the podcast. You can follow uh, our personal accounts. Um, my personal accounts everywhere are at Beth Ray Brin. Um, and Hannah's, uh, I don't know your TikTok at. I don't either. I think it's just user and a bunch yeah, of probably. numbers. Is it user and a bunch of letters or numbers? I think so. You can't change that. I know, but um, no, no. It's um, Instagram and TikTok are at Hannah Beth Barrow. And then um, Twitter is at <laughs> Hannah underscore Wanna. So I just because haven't changed we made it. that in high school. And I haven't changed it in over 10 years. <laughs> And then I believe my Instagram and Twitter are at AbbyJomo99. And then my TikTok is just at AbbyJomo. Okay. So feel free to follow us on there. Subscribe to our podcast. Download our podcast. If you can rate our podcast, that would be really helpful. Um, and share it. If you like it, share it with someone who you think would like it too. And we post on Wednesdays. I don't think we yes. said that. So, Do we have a time? Uh, noon. <laughs> Perfect. Eastern time. Um, thank you. <laughs> See you next time. Peace out.